I'm Tiffany, and this is my so-called fabulous. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. I have told you since I started this podcast, my mission is to teach and to create awareness with so many things. You know, a lot of things that I'm going through, but that you're going through that I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I bring on the people that know what they're talking about. And that's what I've done here today. I've been very transparent with my health lately. I mean, just go back through my podcast and listen, but I have autoimmune disorders, disease. I've also been, also call it that. Um, one that is really affecting my gut. And I'm bringing on this fabulous woman from here in Fort Worth, um, TCU alum. I'm bringing on Dr. Julie Kennedy with Seed Wellness. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's you good to be so, here. I'm so happy <laughs> to have you. I met you a few months ago. I was in your office and um, I have to say, Julie, I was heard. I was heard. And, you know, I know a lot of people that are here and listening today are not heard. They don't feel heard with what's going on. So let me tell you guys a little bit about her. She's a family nurse practitioner with a focus in functional medicine. We're going to talk about what functional medicine is because you've asked me what that is. And I don't think a lot of people know what that is. So we're going to set that straight. She's a doctorate of nurse nursing practice and an MBA from our alma mater TCU and holds so many certifications. This gal has teaches yoga. She's a health coach. She is amazing. Um, check her out, and she is in the show notes on how to find her. Um, Julie is Dr. Kennedy is sharing her health journey with why she began studying functional medicine. So today we're really talk, talking about functional medicine, and we're also talking about gut health. Yes. Yes. Big topics a big topic mm -hmm. now julie you and i had a call a few days ago and um i asked you the question is this new have we have we had gut health for centuries and we just didn't realize it i mean can you address this sure so i would say gut health the, the research around it the literature around it has been there for over 100 years but with all the increase in health issues with all the poor food sources those things are really coming up and, and talking about leaky gut has become a more dominant topic for sure. I have recently been diagnosed with leaky, leaky gut. When I saw you before the official diagnosis, you said, I'm pretty sure you have toxic mold poisoning. You have, um, you have heavy metal poisoning. I can't speak today. Um, and you have leaky gut. And all of the boxes check. I have three autoimmune disorders. I am there. I'm living it. Um, I've made it very transparent. I shared with you before I made the date to have my implants removed, my breast implants, doing that on November 9th. Mm -hmm. And you said before I even finished my sentence, I could read your face, get them out of there. I just yeah. knew. Is there a correlation between the autoimmune what I'm going through with my breast implants and my leaky gut. Definitely. Tell us why. How? There's there's so much research around autoimmune issues that chronic inflammation of the gut is really the root of disease. And so in particular with autoimmune issues, you see this strong correlation with leaky gut and chronic inflammation of the gut, which we can talk more about what is what is leaky gut. Mm -hmm. But in particular, to answer your question, Definitely a correlation for sure. Um, and then toxins, um, 
poor food, stress, all of those things um, contribute to leaky gut, which again, contribute to autoimmune issues. I mean, it is amazing because I, for years and years and years, I've heard the term leaky gut and I've had Western doctors tell me, no, you just have IBS um, and, and didn't really want to test me because I'd had a colonoscopy and an endoscopy within a few years, basically, and actually finding a doctor that would test me again and found out that I have, and I can never say this, collagenous, collagen, colitis, basically. Colitis, yes, yes. yes. So that's what... colitis? There it is. Okay. okay. So I then knew that there was a problem. And I don't know, Julie, if it's... I call you Julie because you're my friend. I'm yeah. sorry. Y'all. No, it's I mean, good. Um, I don't know if after that diagnosis, did I just have it in my head that I was sick? And I got sicker or tell me if is it mental? Is it, what is it? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, fix it, fix it. Right. Well, to me, when someone comes in and they have, they get a diagnosis of ulcerative colitis or an autoimmune issues, that's really, I mean, yes, those are disease processes, but to me, those are symptoms of some underlying root cause. And that's what we look at in functional medicine. So kind of going back to your, you know, what is functional medicine? It's, it's looking at what the root cause is. So I'll just use myself as an, as an example. I have acne all over my face right now and folliculitis that's fungal-based. Um, pittosporum folliculitis is what it's called. Um, and so if I went to a traditional dermatologist, you know, ac- acne medication, so antibiotics, topical gels, creams, washes, things like that to treat the acne. But what is causing my acne? Right. That's what functional medicine is. And so for me, I have mold toxicity, which I'm happy to talk more about. But that's the root of my acne. I've never had acne before in my life. So isn't that a coincidence that I have mold toxicity and now all of a sudden it's coming out my skin. Right. That's a, it's a, our largest, one of our largest detox organs. So that's, you know, it, that's the difference in more traditional medicine and functional medicine. As we look at root cause, we use more lifestyle um, as medicine. Um, we use more natural things like food and supplements um, as opposed to always just giving a pill. Um, and we partner with our clients. So you know, really working together as a team to implement lifestyle to help you to truly get well. Um, that's that's what functional medicine is. And so for you, you know, back to the the ulcerative colitis. Um, again, those are those yes, those are diagnoses. Those are disease processes. But to me, those are symptoms of something underlying, and that would be leaky gut. That would be mold. That would be anything else. Heavy metals that you may have in your body that's causing this inflammation and leaky gut. Um, Do you want to talk about what leaky gut is? And my next question is, what is leaky gut? Because it sounds like a cartoon character, but it's not. I know. So increased intestinal permeability, increased intestinal permeability, the mouthful, of course, it's a medical description for leaky gut. So the kind of lay street term is leaky gut. But basically, we have um, epithelial cells, um, this one cell layer lining that lines the inside of the gut. Um, 
and there are tight junctions that go in between those cells and that gets dysfunctional. And those junctions, the job of them is to prevent toxins, bacteria, things from going from gut to bloodstream. And so when that gets dysfunctional, that separation, things can start getting through. Then you start getting inflammation. If you get parasites or anything like that, that, that can all, all cause other issues like ulcerative colitis, right. like brain fog, mm. like acne. Right. Um, and so again, that's why they're doing so much research now about the importance of the gut and this issue with increased intestinal permeability and all the impact, all the health issues that it can have. Absolutely. And I do hear the word IBS a lot. I mean, I was told that multiple times sure. by multiple doctors. And, um, okay, fair enough. What do you think about that? I mean, what they're saying, there's still a root cause, right? There's still a root cause, exactly. Right. And how you do, and I've asked you multiple times, mm -hmm. how do I repair this leaky gut? Yeah. So, again, removing any things that are causing it. So... The mold, working on mold, um, working on heavy metals, getting those things out of your body that are causing the irritation, toxicity, inflammation, all of those things. So doing that. Um, food, you know, eating food that's healing as opposed to inflaming. So when you say inflaming food, processed foods, sugar, fried, fast foods, all the things that you would think about. Gluten and dairy. Gluten and dairy, high sensitivity foods, and eating more foods that are wholesome and healing for the body. Probiotic rich foods, foods from the earth, organic, so not treated with pesticides that can cause more toxicity and inflammation. Um, that's, that's the first step is our diet, our nutrition. The second step is taking supplements that heal the lining, heal the lining and help the junctions to get healthy and form, help the, the lining to calm down with inflammation. Um, and then the third one is balancing the microbiome, which the microbiome is another big buzzword that's um, you're hearing a lot more about, again, because of its importance in human health. Um, so when there's dysregulation in, in the microbiome, you have good bacteria that has gone down bad bacteria that can come up, yeast, parasites, viruses, all those things that are not human, but we have in our body that are overgrown. So really working to decrease the bad guys and bring up the good bacteria, um, getting a better balance in the microbiome. So Julie, let's go and talk about this because yes. people are thinking mold, how, why? So my my doctor asked me that's doing my explant surgery asked me and you had you and I had this conversation about um have you ever lived near a lake have you ever had water damage in your home have you ever had a refrigerator leak um have you looked behind your refrigerator washing machine mm -hmm. and I have had multiple multiple homes and, and and I mean I'm not a dirty person it doesn't mean you're a dirty person no but mold is mold so I think that explaining everyone's like, gosh, I'm not around mold, right? I mean, mm -hmm. but we are. I mean, sometimes we can just go into a building, right? Where we our office of work, right? Yeah. So, and, the, and that's a common question that I get too. I don't understand, you know, what, how did I get this? 
So it can be from the food that we eat even. I mean, have you ever seen a raspberry or a blueberry or strawberry, something without, you know, a thick skin? Fuzzy. Yeah, I've got some fuzzy (laughs) stuff going on in your life. Or you cut it off the cheese. Yes. Yes. Fine. Yes. But you don't think about the mycotoxins that they produce. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing. Mold produces mycotoxins. And that's kind of survival of the fittest for them, if you will. Um, It's the off-put of mold to protect themselves and keep themselves safe because they're living. The mold is is living. It's a living creature. Right. And so they want to survive and thrive and do well. So, you know, testing homes for mycotoxins as opposed to just visually seeing mold Mm -hmm. is very, very important. Um, So the thing about mold is it can be, okay, I lived here for a little bit. I lived here for a little bit, or I worked here for a little bit. It can be where it's a little bit of exposure over time, and that cumulative effect causes you to have mold toxicity. Or it can be you lived somewhere for a long time, and you came in with a perfect storm. You were stressed. You were sleep-deprived. Your diet was poor. You had autoimmune issues. You had leaky gut. And then all of a sudden you get exposed to mold and your body just cannot. It's like the straw that broke the camel's back. It, so it can be either to where it's, you know, a little bit over time or a big exposure or you just came in with the predisposition to be susceptible to that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to take the flip side of that. Yes. And heavy metal poisoning. Of course, yes. I'm going, how? I mean, I don't understand. Yeah. And I asked you a couple of days ago. How, how, how? And you and I have talked about this before. Um, I grew up in a very small town and I had a little PTSD and the PTSD has thrown me into a larger field. Um, I just figured this out, but not great water treatment, not if any. And I remember as a child getting a, gla- a cup of water like this clear mm-hmm. and it was right. dirty. It was, and I, we drank it. We made tea with it. That made it better. Sure. So, um, that, and then drinking from a water hose. Are you joking? And then Julie, now I won't drink from a water, from the sink I'm, sure. and the faucet. I won't do it because of that. So I have PTSD. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? Drink from, from plastic bottles, my entire adult life we leave in our cars that get nice yes. and steamy so i probably screwed myself up <laughs> well, no more, but you know what i mean like sure and what is the answer well that's what that's what's so powerful about you doing this podcast is just building awareness yes. right like we don't know until we until we know until we hear it yes. and so that's why it's so good to talk about it now but you know mercury mercury filling yes. that that was a big thing too and yes i drank from the the water hose outside too. I mean, my parents were like, "Go, go play and come back at dinner." And yeah, had to had, had to drink, drink. Water, hydrate, water. <laughs> and, and it again, was good. You know, you were grateful. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, and then the foods we eat. So, you know, whether they were sprayed with pesticides or things that can cause toxic overload, um, fish. So, seafood can have you know mercury. Um, so, fillings in the teeth body chemicals that we use, cleaning supplies, um, metals in the mouth, mm-hmm. metals in the joints. Um, those are all things that, that we can have exposure from. Right. And it's amazing. And, and you know, I honestly, I think it was about it was COVID when we were set, you know, cooking, cooking, and I switched 
Well, my doctor told me I was high in styrene. Yeah. So you're and your pots and pans and things like that. Yeah. And even I, that reminded me like rice and um, grains and things like that can be sprayed with, they're, they're just yeah. sponges yeah. for yeah. toxins. And the things we don't think about. And you right. and I are creating awareness, of course. Right. But yeah, I, I've switched. Because the styrene, she said, do you put your foods and heat it in the microwave in a plastic? Well, yeah, of course I do. Sure. So, yes. And so I thought, yeah, yeah. I really did think that just switching to glass containers was going to fix me. Mm -hmm. But it's a process. The pans. And again, I I just try so hard not to drink from a a water bottle. Here I am today doing it because it's convenience. But switching to a filtration system. So, Mm -hmm. yes. There's so much work to be done, though, right? You know, I and it's true. It's it's a lot, and it can be very overwhelming. But I think just picking one thing, pick one thing a week, and focus on improving that, and just keep building on healthier things. But you know, I it's kind of like my daughter. I tell her, you need to do this, you need to do that, and until it's a problem, do we realize how important it is? And so you and I are passionate about making these changes because it's made us ill. Yes. And that's what I see in my office, you know, is people that are sick and tired of being sick and tired and they're willing to make the changes. But I would encourage people to do it from a preventative standpoint mm-hmm. because if maybe not now, it may be later. And so, again, it can be a cumulative effect. It's kind of like spending money. You spend a little bit at Target. You spend a little bit here and there. You get home and you're like, how did I just spend mm-hmm. $1,000? Right. It's that way with toxins. They really add up. And so changing over, being mindful to not use the microwave, you know, watching the food that you eat, the things, they add up. So the people that are listening to this now, the the men and women that are listening to this podcast right now, what's the first step? Because we don't want to scare people, obviously, but I know there's someone out there going, you know what? I have had chronic GI issues for years. What is it? And it's depressing. I mean, it's just, you can't go anywhere. You you know what I mean? It's just, it's a, you know, it's a, you either go or you're not going. Mm -hmm. So what is the first step other than the prevention that you're saying being preventative? What is the first step? What kind of tests? I mean, they can obviously come and see you, precious you, and you'll see anyone across the U.S. Yes. Is that right? Of course. Of course. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, when I work with people, I always like to focus on what's positive and what can I add in. And so the first step would be, yes, the lifestyle piece, like starting to eat more vegetables, watching, eating more color throughout the day. So implementing putting things in a positive. What can I add in? What one thing that is the biggest offender in my life right now that can have the most impact with change can I do right now? So that would be the first thing. And then as far as testing, there are definitely tests, urine tests that you can do for both mold mycotoxins and heavy metals. You'd want to provoke. So take some sort of chelating agent to pull those heavy metals out of your body before you did that test. And then for um, mycotoxins, you'd want to take some sort of like glutathione to help pull it out of the cells because they like to go hide. They like to go hide and they're sneaky. And again, they like to survive. So, you know, pulling things out to get the real true level of damage that's happening in the body 
is important. And then as far as the gut, checking leaky gut, um, zonulin and lactulose are markers that can be done. Um, any lab tests now or finding a functional medicine provider that is willing to do these tests, um, that's where I would start. That's right. Yeah. And, it is and really, you know, with leaky gut, just making the assumption that we all have some level of leaky gut and it can be improved um, to get inflammation down and health issues improved. You know, Julie, you keep saying leaky gut, and I keep saying to myself, how did this happen? How did this happen? And I know everyone else is thinking it too, mm -hmm. and you've said it to me multiple times, mm -hmm. you know? I go back to what you were saying earlier, our food supply. Food supply, lifestyle, yeah, definitely lifestyle. Again, microwaving things, drinking room hoses, you know, all, all of those things, um, plastic bottles, be eating lots of mercury from the ocean, having mercury fillings. All of those things, toxins in general, exposure that way, um, stress, um, disruption in the microbiome. So lots of antibiotic use. They're, they're now um, an antibiotic stewardship program um, that's come out over the last few years about how we don't need to always prescribe antibiotics. Like let's say, let's take a sinus infection. Now the guidelines around sinus infections are because it takes 10 days to get better on its own and it takes 10 days to get better with antibiotics, let's try to let it get better on its own. Or ear infections. Now the research is that they're caused from viruses about 80% of the time. When I was young, oh, it was like, oh, you thought amoxicillin, the pink liquid yes. was candy. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just had it in your fridge all the time for sure. Now, unless they're having major symptoms like not eating, crying, not sleeping, their mom needs to go to work, mm -hmm. you try to wait it out. Wait it out. See, you know, because a lot of times, like I said, it's viral, which is not impacted by an antibiotic. So all of that overuse of antibiotics mm -hmm. has really caused disruption in our microbiome, which is part of what causes leaky gut. I mean... <laughs> I think about the antibiotics that I've had in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm from rural America and thank goodness for the physicians that are in rural America. But it was, I think if I just, you know, it looked funny, we would have an antibiotic. It was mm -hmm. constant. And then mm -hmm. as getting into early adulthood for me, I would get angry if a doctor wouldn't give me an antibiotic. Yeah. Angry. I'm like, why not? And then the resistance, and it didn't work, and now I'm allergic to penicillin and Keflex, and and thank goodness. I almost want to say thank goodness, but yeah. that just that mindset that that was the what we should do, and now what it's done to us. Right? Yeah, and I love that you bring that up and you share that because it is about, you know, as a practitioner, it is my job to educate. Educate the why, because what we were taught and what we knew growing up was it was not it's not helpful it was not helpful and it's caused a lot of the issues that we have now um, it's contributed to it anyways and so you know it's our job as practitioners to educate look most of the time it's caused from a virus so you know let's wait it out that kind of thing and let's symptom manage and let, here's some natural things that you can do to help the body do its job Right. Right. To heal. To heal. And on you, know, you did tell me, and I'm I'm holding on to this. I'm going to hold you to it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that I will heal. Yeah. You promise? Yeah. 
I, I do. Yeah. I believe the body can heal. Yeah. We have to believe that. Yeah. You know, because I go there. I go yeah. there of, I mean, it, people know I work out. I eat very well. I, I do. I do. Obviously, I've made, I've stumbled, um, but not with my food choices. You know, I love vegetables. I love lean protein, um, organic. Mm-hmm. However, I just have sometimes that doom and gloom, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's not an Instagram moment. It is, am I ever going to feel good? Sure. Am I ever going to get out of this mental space mm-hmm. of having ch- chronic diarrhea? having chronic joint pain you know what I mean so I do know what you mean how yeah. how do you how do you coach your clients mm-hmm. through this space that I can go into I say I can go I try not to but how do you coach people out of that space yeah and you said you coach yourself out of that space. I have to yeah do. yeah and so the, I want to address the what you said about your food because it was the same thing for me. Like I eat well, I gluten and dairy free, low sugar, cook a lot, kind of whole thirty based anti-inflammatory lifestyle, um, doing all the things. But that's only one piece of what can cause disease. And you know, with mold and heavy metals and stress and our Type A personalities, which you know. We produce a lot of stress hormones <laughs> chronically. So, you know, there's there's a lot of pieces that lead to disease, not just like one factor. It's not like, bam, autoimmune just comes out of the sky and hits you. Mm-hmm. It is a cumulative effect and a lot, a lot, a chronic issue, right? And so that I want to address first. And then the other thing is, yes, just taking one little piece at a time so that we don't get overwhelmed and managing and having a good support system. Like I have a health team and I do this for a living. And this is what I try to stress to people. It's like either you come see me regularly for check-ins, even if it's just a little 30-minute check-in, okay, making sure we're moving forward. What problems are you having and addressing those problems? It's either me or whoever. I'm like, whoever it is, have your accountability team and have people that are supporting you and making sure that you're making progress. Because when you're in your own little world and you're just doing the every day, it can be very overwhelming. And I have clients that, you know, that I say that to them and then I don't see them for a month or six weeks and they're dealing with mold and really serious GI issues. And then they come back and they're like, I've had such bad stomach pain. You know, you know, I thought it was just part of the treatment. And so I was t- toughing it out because I see a lot of type A people. And I always say, because I'm type A myself. That That's me. I attract that energy. That's me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so here you are. This photo, <laughs> this rapid protocol I'm doing before my surgery, mm-hmm. the worst stomach pain I, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. didn't realize, but. But that can lead, that's a whole nother topic in itself. Related, podcast. Related to putting the body in fight or flight, that is not a space to heal. And so when I work with people, I'm always, it's a dance. It's this constant little, don't push too much, just enough to start to have some improvement. And, you know, so it's, it's that fine balance of not being too aggressive that, if you're in pain and fight or flight, the body doesn't feel safe to heal. It's not going to heal in that space. And so that's a whole nother topic in itself. 
you know, you said when I saw you, and I, I really do because I'm that person. I, I, 58, and I feel like I can do this without doing this. What I'm about to say, but it <laughs> says in there, and you you suggested to take time to read, to meditate, mm-hmm. to set your timer, to take a time out and walk around and let your gra- feet touch the grass. And I'm just rolling my eyes, Julie. I am, but I know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have said it because my cortisol is so high and a lot of people listening is it's it's true right just what you said with fight or flight it is and like i said that constant chronic stress cortisol is very inflaming and also very damaging to the gut and so there's multiple factors as i've mentioned several of them already it's Mm -hmm. multifactorial and we have to make sure we're trying to touch on all of them and make progress on all of them. And part of it is stress management. And, you know, I mean, I always call myself my, like, lifetime member of the type A club. Like, <laughs> you president are. for many years. You're then right recovering, president. you know, recovering. <laughs> yeah. Right. Type A person. Right. And so I have the t-shirt and everything to prove it. And so <laughs> I can totally relate. But I now know with all the research, all the practice, all the things I've tried in my own health, it's significantly important. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough. Thank you. I know people least listening to this this uh, this podcast today can't thank you enough because if it's awareness, just a little bit of information, and it's so so helpful. So, yeah. how can we find you? So my website, seedwellness.co, um, it has all my information there on Instagram, Seed Wellness Co., Facebook as well. Um, so, yeah. Okay. And she's you. going to be in the show notes as well, everyone. So, again, as I started out the show today, we are here to create awareness and to hopefully help solve a problem, at least uh, chip away at it. And that's my goal. So, Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. It just means the world to me. And we're all going through something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for coming, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today and following along, watching along on YouTube, of course. So everyone, get your gut checked. Get everything in check because, you know, you know, it takes a village to get this done. So everyone have a wonderful day and keep being fabulous. 